Oh, I'm recording. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've been waiting. It's been hyped for uh, oh, Jesus, Jesus three years or something like that. Yeah. I, I've, Five. I've been calling it the monochromatic disappointment for I don't know about that long. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Of course I did. You did. Of course I wasn't okay. going to. I would be. I was willing to be. I was willing to be proved wrong. Um. But mm-hmm. my my opinion between our friendships does not weigh as much as your opinion does when it comes to the brand new movie oh, okay. Dune. So. I was I was excited to find out that the movie ends in the middle of the book. That was good because that means he was he is being given enough studio time to do the whole goddamn story. Yeah. That's one. Two, I love the way it looks. They used the they used the cover art from the original books. Yeah. To do to make the spaceships. Yeah, they did. Awesome. I love you for that. Three, acting? Pretty goddamn good. Agreed. I didn't. I wasn't disappointed with anything. Rebecca Ferguson, she's always awesome. Timothy Chalamet, he gives me a huge boner, so he could literally <laughs> poop on the floor and then smear it on his face, and I'll be like, uh, yeah, uh, that's good. Um, also, uh, uh, Gurney Halleck. Uh, oh shit, my brain just went blank. <laughs> Javier oh. Bardem as Stilgar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and Poe uh, Dameron. God damn it. This is this is what having and Jason's been just dealing with this. But listen, you mean uh, you you're forgetting <clears throat> Thanos is is uh, yeah yeah that's Gurney Halleck. Yeah, that's Gurney yeah. Halleck. Whoever that great. whoever that guy was playing Thufir, Hawat. Um, oh, I don't know. That was but that was an excellent way of looking at the part of the human machines. So hear me out. I'm not done. Keep so going. halfway through the film, um, the movie, I was like, I was like, okay, and I I think that what. The only thing that bothered me was something I had to recognize later after I watched it was, was I was a little bored. And the reason, and I went, after I watched it, I was like, wait a minute. You were a little bored, not because the movie was boring. Right. But because you have seen two other versions of it. Oh my God. A non-version we have the of same it, goddamn review. The, I have read the book every year since I was 20. The boom, the movie is not boring. It is not slow. It 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 is it is slow, but that's because that's the way the director decided to get it. Like we in this one, uh, let's say there are a lot of emotional scenes with Jessica. Something that um, that there was in the book a bit, but um, you didn't. She was she was obviously a kick-ass character, mm-hmm. like a kick-ass female character. Right. Um, and I. I loved the scenes where she's walking down the hallway and solemnly crying to herself and then fixing herself up before she walks. It's like, no, this is a person, not a not a not a, a brood mare. You right. know what I mean? Right. Which is what she's been used for for all these years. And I, I you know, like uh, I thought everybody knew their parts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was not. I was not unhappy. I was. I like I said I was bored, but I the reason I was bored was because of what I just said. That's that's my that's my review. Okay. I almost have the same exact review you do. Okay. Um visually it's stunning. I appreciate mm-hmm. that they're using the the 70s cover art. For a lot of that stuff, some of the shots, 
especially like of the even of the desert are awesome mm-hmm. um the worms look great um you know the the ships they finally got the ornithopter or what is it called it's called the is it the thopter i think they just they call it ornithopters but they call them thopters yeah, yeah. um w- was awesome to finally get to see that and how it's used and people flying around and when they fold the wings in and they go super fast when they dive and um I loved yeah. all the actors. I think Oscar Isaacs was great as Duplito. Yes, yes. Um, I love all of the actors. All the actors are doing great things, but I'm exactly like you. There was nothing new. Yeah. And, yeah. and you but know, like, Except for the fact that there were pieces of the novel that were in this movie that were not either in the David Lynch version or the TV version. Sure. Like the fact that um, Duncan is not killed. Um, oh yeah, he's killed later. Immediately, yeah. and he's killed later trying to save them. Mm-hmm. He's killed exactly in this movie how he was killed in the book. Right. Uh, and the scene before when they well the scene before when they get stuck in the sand under the sand. Yeah. That's about like ten pages of the novel where they're trying to escape the sand by using this foamy spray that opens it up because the compactor he loses. Yeah. Right, they, uh, but that scene even being in there was like, oh my god, he's doing it. He's he's fucking doing mm-hmm. it. Like I was like giddy. Duncan was, is the I one character that gets a lot more due love in this version, right? Yeah, yeah, and he deserved more love because everybody loved that character. Mm-hmm. They were pissed off when Frank Herbert killed him. They were he like, made like two appearances I, in the first movie. He's like, hi, and then he dies, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, well, this and uh, the. Th- um, the thing of it is, they I didn't like the fact that they cut the scene from the book where he gets he gets really shit faced and start and and goes up to Jessica and he's like, "You're trying to betray us, you fucking evil witch," and she's like, "Oh fuck!" Like, I don't think he that, wanted that, to. I don't think they wanted to include that in his character. It would have been too long, but that's why they liked him because they thought it was funny that he got shit faced and he's like, "You're the, you're the fucking traitor. You're a bad person. I don't like you." <laughs> But um, just like you, I've yeah. read I've read the book, I've seen the two different versions prior, and it was hitting all the same plot beats, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the same some of the same dialogue was in there because it was pulled from the book, and the only thing that I think I'm a little underwhelmed by, believe it or not. Oh no! You're gonna say Tim Chalamet wasn't that great? No, I thought he was fine. <laughs> I thought it was oh, okay. fine. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with his performance, or is him playing Paul. Oh, you know what? I, I have to say before you say what you're going to say. Yes. I'm going to compliment him on being a bit of a baby the way that he was supposed to be mm-hmm. in the story. In the story, he was. I mean, he was definitely a prim and proper raised-to-be-royal kid, but when you're not looking, he's definitely like... Oh man, there's a hot girl right there that I gotta <laughs> kill somebody. Hey, hey, hey! Like that's 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 in that's in there. That's yeah. just that's yeah. perfect. Um. So what were you gonna say? Sorry. It's the Baron. Ah, uh, not as scary. And where the fuck was Fade Ralpha? Yeah, I don't know. Are we're we not Fade, meeting him till the next Fade story. Fade was introduced in the first half of Dune. I don't understand why that's not in there unless they're saving. You know, because I think we're introduced to him. He's battling in an arena. On uh, Giddy um, Prime. 
The, no, the first scene is when we meet the Baron. He is he is talking about Arrakis by by holding a globe, right? And and he's then and you can hear his thoughts. He's talking about how hot his own nephew is. He's like, "What a lovely body." I think they're going to excise all of that stuff out because it's pedophilic, and they're like, "Nah." Just like they excised out the fact that all Harkonnens are redheaded. Now all um, Harkonnens are bald. Okay. All right. All right. Remember that, that was supposed to be the telling link between Lady Jessica's heredity and the fact that oh, she's. Oh, and they descended. didn't say that in this film, did they? No, I think that's. Oh, that's right, because that's one of Paul realizes he, he, that when he has his first major spice spice uh, vision. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe they're saving that for the second movie too. I don't know. Which but is fine. My big yeah. problem with, aside from differences in plot, is, in, I hate to say this, but in a lot of ways, the Baron in Lynch's Dune scary as is fuck. scary and more fun. When yeah. when he wins, when he wins, <laughs> and he I'm finally, when he finally defeats. His yeah. enemy that they've been fighting, their houses have been fighting for, what, 500 it's 10, years? It's 10,000. 10,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, I've read all the other books, too. <laughs> he, 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 he's flying around, and he's happy, and, and um, he's just... You he's know, a lunatic. He's a he lo- really he's is. He's a like, lunatic, which is kind of against the character that he is in the book. He's far more dangerous in the book. He's, mm, he's mm. not a maniac. He is mm-hmm. thinking through his plots. You know, mm-hmm. remember when Fade tries to kill him. Um, mm-hmm. And rather than getting angry, he has to explain to Fade why what you just did was dumb. Right? Because you won't gain the Imperium if you murdered me. Right, exactly. They would know it was you. That's mm-hmm. the reason. But in this movie, he's a gloomy, unsmiling... He's constantly frowning. Right, he takes mm-hmm. no joy in defeating. That was the big thing, y'all. But I love Skarsgård, though. I love Skarsgård too. I'm not. I saying, love his. I love his gloomy take on it. I'm not saying that. Well, I don't. I I would love for him to gloat more. He is. He brings Duke Leto to gloat in front of him while Duke Leto is is still alive prior to just killing him, mm-hmm. and you don't get this sense of smug evil satisfaction that he's finally you know he's finally defeated his enemy when in the first dune when uh the baron harkonnen brings yui in to basically to kill him he's taking yeah, yeah. real evil delight in the play of words that he had in regards to his wife Mm-hmm. He's like, would you like to join your your wife, Trader? And he's like, this is a joke that I've been wanting to reveal. That he's so fucking bad in that movie, in that in that <laughs> scene. Um, and in this one, he kind of gloomily walks up, does the same thing, and then cuts his head off. And nothing seems to make him. I want to see a different flavor of of the Baron Harkonnen. Visually, he's very striking, right? I love yeah. what they. Here's the thing. I love what they did with all of the costumes, right? The way the Benny Gesserit look when they're walking mm-hmm, around with mm-hmm. that with that kind of high the high hat. I Hello, we are nuns of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any uh, space nuns. Any members of the guild? I don't think. No, they were in the masks in the beginning with the spice, the spice in their helmets. Oh, okay, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the steersmen? No, we have not seen a steersman. Guild, no. guild, guildsmen. We didn't guild, even yeah. see them bend space. No, we didn't. But that, I mean, I guess that I, it's under. It, it, is it? Yeah, because you're supposed to see them go into the liner. The, the yeah. You know. We see them coming out of the liner when they're already at, at Arrakis. Um, okay. Right. But I mean, I like I said, visually, what did you expect from this director? Right? He wasn't going to half-ass the. Visuals. I got exactly what I wanted. To tell I, you the truth, I love the sets. I love the architecture. I love the design of everything. But just like you, because I know this story really, really, really well, and it's been visually done twice, I was I was getting bored. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. This is, I, I mean, I, you know what I liked about the hand-to-hand combat? It wasn't too much. It wasn't them trying to do the Matrix. It was literally no. like I can do close quarters combat by doing a bit of like, like uh, jujitsu here. Like that, 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 that. What are you mm-hmm. doing? You dancing with me? No, you're not dancing with me. <laughs> you know, like no, it, it's 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 I it 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 looks like real fighting except slightly faster because that, that's we're, one we're of not, the more you know. ridiculous parts of the movie for me was the fact that everyone sword fights. Mm-hmm. It was like you live in the future. You've clearly demonstrated that you have, you know, energy weapons um, mm-hmm. that you use. Yet, when it comes to the major conflicts with the Sardukar or the the Harkonnen army, everyone just whips out these blades and they start. And I think the I think the logic behind it is well, everyone has shields. Any kind of uh, aside from those the the bolt. The screw weapons mm-hmm. that they shoot that actually just screw their way through the through the personal shields that everyone wears. The the shields mm-hmm. themselves render any high velocity projectile useless. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So of course they're just gonna fight with swords, but when I'm watching it I'm you know, you're seeing all of these things as space travel and all this other stuff and everyone breaks out sword weapons. It it kinda it's it, Well I, I think the other thing is it's meant to make it seem like combat during times when feudal house oh, sure. wars actually existed before. That's one, too. Mm-hmm. I always thought sword fighting in a film that where they didn't need to sword fight, uh, it, it, like, a knife is a more intimate thing, as I understand it. Because if you go to yeah. a criminologist and they, tar- they start to talk about a, if a person shoots somebody, it's because they want distance between them and the person they are killing. However... If they're using a knife, mm-hmm. it's a very intimate weapon. Like if if a if a woman stabs a man to death, yeah, and she takes great pleasure in driving the knife all the way in, it is a sure. it is a very personal and like disgusting weapon that's yeah. meant to use to like be really messy, you know. <laughs> like this is this is how much hate, mm-hmm. you know, right is in is in me right now. Um, I like the Sardaukar. Oh yeah, they were awesome. I was like, but the thing was, Lido's warriors are supposed to be almost as good. Yeah, and they yet are. They didn't really stand up much. But you know what I really liked were the the Fremen. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I was like, I was like sitting there, and 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 uh, you know, little Miss is sitting off to the side. Eric's sitting off to the side. She's on her phone because she's just like, Dad loves this. I'll just sit here. <laughs> but I'm like, and I'm just sitting here going, I, as the uh, the starter car come in, I'm like, uh, the Fremen are hiding in the sand, and then yeah. they come up and they fucking like. And 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 I'm like I'm like Eric, 
So the Sardaukar are great, but watch what happens when they <laughs> and the Fremen are just like the Fremen just kick the shit out of them immediately because that's how awesome they are. Uh huh. Like uh, they, throughout the whole movie, I was I knew where to expect lines. Like when when uh, Paul and Jamie's are about to fight, I went, "May thy knife chip and shatter," and mm-hmm. he said it. I was like, "See, see, he knows what he's fucking doing. That's supposed to be there. It's great." <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> so like I said, I'll probably if they make a part two. It really all depends on how successful this one is. I'm masturbating already thinking about (laughs) it. I broke the broom handle off in my asshole. If they make a part two, I'll probably watch it. I won't go to the movie theater to see it. Um, Oh, no, no. But if they make a part two, mostly because I want to see how they deal with the, the, I think, is one of the biggest problems whenever you're adapting this story Mm -hmm. is Alia. Is it going to be a scary little girl with bright eyes, who's like five with bright eyes and an, and an adult? Like, right. I mean, I think that the miniseries did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Doing the first one just did a lousy job. They let's dub in her voice with an obvious adult. You know where that girl is from? Where? She's from Worcester. Oh no, she's, she's not. she still lives here. Yes, she is. Oh, you're kidding. The girl from. The girl from the original Dune, by directed by David Lynch. Uh, I forgot her <laughs> name. Yeah, she's from Worcester. I she still lives it. in town too, as far as I know. She's not a sad person living off of the fact that she was in David Lynch's Dune, is she? I wouldn't be. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I love that. I love that film not because it really follows the story, but because it's directed by him. And he well, here's the he thing. was given such a bad rap for it. You he know? follow it follows the story fine. Yeah. Not every mm-hmm. single thing, but I mean, the major plot beats are all still there, right? Mm-hmm. It's just at super high speed because he had to do it in two hours. Mm-hmm. He right. wasn't given enough studio time. Well, he was, and I think that what uh, he was, it was like beset by fucking setback after setback after setback. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It gave him a headache. He said, mm-hmm. I don't want to ever do something that's not my idea. You know what he said to no to just beforehand? Yeah, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Which I fucking I'm like, wait a minute, you say no to Return of the Jedi? He but sat you down. Say, he sat down with George Lucas and cried. And, yeah. <laughs> he cried. He was like, I, 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 I can't, I can't. I, As Lucas no. was trying to describe, I think, um, Wookies to him because I don't think Lynch had seen either one of the other two movies. <laughs> I don't. I don't care, George. <laughs> you know I'm a good director. Do no. you understand? I here's, I direct good movies. Here's the <laughs> thing. You know where he would have been great. Mm. Are any of in Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Any of the times that the Jedi had? Could you imagine Lynch's version of when Luke goes into the cave in Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> a dream sequence yeah <laughs> that'd be fucking great now what I want you to do is say things and then the words will come out of your mouth five seconds later and then you'll walk backwards into the room and suddenly be in front of Darth Vader who will be <laughs> waving his lightsaber in reverse except he's gonna be wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> what? and then when it comes off it's you underneath <laughs> Okay? Not just your head, but maybe more of your corpse. <laughs> and some cheese. 
Don't forget cheese. Then we're going to cut to a shot of space and your hand tumbling away from the camera for at least five minutes while someone <laughs> whispers, Luke, Luke, and then, and then it'll be over. I'm thinking it's going to be 10 to 15 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. That whole part about, uh, you know, Leia being your sister. Uh, we might make you more intimate before you, just before that <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> to make it more horrifying. <laughs> You're gonna make it more horrifying, okay? So like you're gonna get really close to doing you it. Han. <laughs> you're gonna spit roaster. <laughs> he goes like this with his fingers touching. <laughs> you're gonna be on the ground and then Leia's gonna flash to a scene of her mother. It's just gonna be like an old Victorian picture of her. <laughs> Who's her mother? I don't know. We'll make that up later, because the story's backwards. <laughs> It Wait, ends well, with him burning Natalie Vader's corpse. It been... starts with him burning Vader's corpse. And people yeah. are like, wait, what? <laughs> what Natalie happened? Portman was, is the same age as me. So she would have been two years old when that movie Steve, came out. Steve and I talked about that. Is like, Lynch could have done wonderful things with the Emperor. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make him entirely out of cheese. I'm going to say it every time, because he would. He would if, I, if I picture it right, knowing how Lynch does things, when they go yeah. up into the Emperor's chamber, he's not going to be sitting in a chair that turns around. He's going to be like at the end of a hallway. And the only thing that you can see in his black garb and everything else will just be the Emperor's face. Right? Wouldn't it be great if he were, like, growing into the chair? <laughs> He would have done. He would have done something like that. Maybe he would have done something like his like his that. skin, and and he's been there for so long. He's a part of the chair, and he only stands up when Luke is just about to kill Vader. He's mm. like, yeah, he gets out of it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he's just slopping all the way across the slimy, gross mac saw, and cheese noises. <laughs> I just saw a movie where David Lynch is an actor. Oh, really? Which one? It's a movie called Lucky. Well, he was in he was in uh, a few episodes of uh, uh, Louis. Was with he? Louis oh, C.K. Yeah, he's I, friends I with him. That. He yeah, he's friends with him. And also, he does the voice acting for um, uh, the Cleveland show. He's the bartender at Cleveland's at Cleveland's bar. Why is he doing that? No, oh, it's funny. Just look up every clip on YouTube. There's this one where. where Actually, there's an episode of Family Guy where he shows up and the, the scene is, and now back to how David Lynch stole Christmas. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, David Lynch comes out of the, the chimney, and he and this kid's like, who are you? And he's like, I brought you a present. It's a thumb. <laughs> and the, kid, the kid's like, ah! And he's like, don't look away. Let the fear wash over you. <laughs> And then the kid, the kid's like, the, the kid's like, ew, no! And he's like, next time I come, I want you to bring me a plate of black coffee. It's him. He's making fun of his own. He's like self-aware of how fucking weird he is. It's great. That's good. I like that. I don't I understand. Wish... That's the whole point. <laughs> I want to make a movie that stars uh, David Lynch, Werner Herzog, and Jodorowsky. I don't care what they do. I don't care where they go, but I want Do the three of them. Do you think they would work well together? I don't care. Who? They, 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 instead, Lynch what it ends up Herzog? being is... All right, guys, we're just going to drop you. This, it's directed by me, but I'm just like, okay, I'm going to drop each of you off in Alaska with a high, with a 4K camera each, and it's going to have, you're going to have mm. 10 batteries, some tents, and what I want you to do 
is think of how to collaborate. What will probably happen is they'll just go off in three different directions <laughs> and never, never meet up again. Like, like we had, like this isn't gonna work. No, no it's not. Jodorowsky's footage is him naked, standing on top of a rock, screaming, "I am Wolverine!" And that's all they have. That's all they have. They have to in- cut that into the film. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, hold on a second. I have grandchildren that I'm willing to put naked on film. It's no, it's not wrong. It's art. My son is naked through half of one of my films, and you still watch that? It's like no, I don't. I don't. I don't watch that. It must, no, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Which movie was that? Uh... That was El Topo. That was El Topo. Yeah. Well, the whole point is that the kid's supposed to be innocent. It's like, metaphor! I know. Metaphor! <laughs> no one wants to see a little kid's junk ever. Well, I mean, okay, almost nobody wants to see a little kid's junk ever. I even fast-forward past the part in Superman where they got thought it would be a great idea. Oh, to have him lift up the car and have his, his blanket fall down? Yeah. No, 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 no. He was actually He's actually naked when he first comes up. They look down into the hole, and he's climbing up the side of the, the, the crater, and he stands up and raises his arm up, and I'm like, gh, why did you do that? If he's, eh. if he's smart enough to climb up the side of the hole, he's smart enough to wrap himself well, in a blanket I, I first. Guess, I guess for us normies, Jason, we just watch a <laughs> film like that and go, well, that's a naked kid. <coughs> but sure. but the, then everybody else who watches it, you know, that... One percent of the population that's uh-huh. like, I still keep fast forwarding it over and over again. <laughs> rewind and fast, rewind and play it. No, not fast forward. Just keep rewinding. I want to pause and play pause. It in slow motion. Pause, pause it now, it right there. This is the only legal way I can get this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So what would David Lynch's contribution to the film be? They're in Antarctica. Though. I'm not sure. It would be a. All right. Hello, and I'm going to show you how to make feel how to make field rations. I'll slightly more. It would just be like a cooking tutorial, or you know, something. He, oh, that's weird. right. He probably would. He's like, all right, time to go to work. I also need to do today's number. <laughs> I, I brought the jar, and then he does it, and then he just has the camera on film while he's like, mm-hmm. all right, how can I arrange these boxes to help me make an igloo? And he would figure out a way to do it too. Mm-hmm. He would make the igloo, and then he would be like, all right, now. Ah, shit, fire. <laughs> and, you know, I'll well, thankfully I smoke, tonight. so I always have a lighter with me. <laughs> thankfully, I smoke three packs of cigarettes a day since I was 12. <laughs> Meanwhile, Herzog is, is filming Herzog. the lake going, Alaska, as deadly as it is unforgiving. Oh, he would find a way. You know what he would do? He would be most of the B-roll footage. With him over yeah. talking. Like, literally three quarters of the film would be him. He would find a way to, like... He'd be like, David is over there being in building an igloo. <laughs> and Jodorowsky is still screaming while showing the camera his asshole. <laughs> As he... <laughs> <laughs> he keeps calling his children to see if they want to be on film, but they do not. But they... It seems they have abandoned him. But they, much like our future, are not here. <laughs> ah yes, I found a pack of wolves willing to lick me. <laughs> I have become one with the ice. <laughs> He's someone else who has a good sense of humor about himself and his work. Oh, he does. Yeah. You, you saw, did you see him in Jack Reacher? No, I didn't. 
Was he, he, well, he acted in the film. Yeah. Oh no, he was he was scary. At first, I I didn't, I hadn't, I I had forgotten what he looked like. So when mm-hmm. I heard the voice, I was like, "That's fucking Hot Herzog." So this scene in the movie where he's the, he's the big big bad boss. Yeah. And there's this one guy who did something wrong, and he's like, "The only way you can save yourself is to gnaw off your fingers right now." <laughs> and the the guy's like, "I can't do that." And all of a sudden. He holds up his hand and it's missing his thumb and his index and his middle finger. Oh, and he's like, I did it to avoid frostbite in the gulag. And I lived. So if you want to live, you will do it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. I love him so much. Um, I actually paid for that um, master class for a year and a half of master class. Which and one? Because one, one of them, uh, just master class, they do, they take famous people and make oh, them well, teach yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I did it for David Lynch, but mm-hmm. Werner Herzog is still on there. He's was, on there as well. Oh my uh, god, it's so great. It's so great. He's like, I accidentally filmed a group of gangsters and they almost killed me. These were in Brazil <laughs> or something like that. And he's just like, I told them I would not show any faces, but I wanted to see their work. And he's like, and I did. I gave them each I gave them each three dollars, which is a lot of money there. And they let me film them stealing diamonds. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker. Like, like I think I, think I when I was a kid, and, and still some ways I do, but I know mm. I can't really. I wanted to be a director. Like, sure. to think about the, the idea of what, of what it takes to be so world famous like that. That is the thing. That is the thing that it takes. Gangsters are holding their guns to your head, and you're like, hold on a second. I won't put you in the film. I'll give you each three dollars if I can film you fingering your asshole or whatever. Well, let's you know put it what this I mean? way: Herzog yeah. was a master of risk. Mm-hmm. He knew what shots he wanted. He knew what he wanted to do. Fitzcarraldo is the prime example of that. He mm-hmm. originally was not going to work with uh, Klaus Kinski again because mm-hmm. their relationship was too combative and he was too erratic. And I think he originally wanted. I want to see Jason Robards for the part, but he couldn't do it. And he was running out of suitable people for the role. Oh, wow. Really? And, yeah. And so he finally just said, fine, we'll have Klaus Kinski do it, knowing full well that it was a risk because he was taking Klaus and he was putting him out in the middle of a fucking jungle. And they were already doing the whole... Don't get eaten. Yeah. He was already doing the entire... You know, when they moved that boat... And they bring it, they drag it onto land, and they they drag it over that. I think you're it's gonna a, hate me. I either I don't know whether or not I've seen this one, or it's been a long time since I've seen this one. Klaus Kinsey plays a, plays a rich guy in South America, and he wants an opera house. And there is an opera house inside of this big riverboat, but he has to transport the riverboat back to his town, and they have to go through fucking hell in order to get it. See, get we it need there. more movies like that where it's just a simple fucking plot, right. and it's like. Well, some of my favorite movies are are ones that are just it, it's just I you take you take you you take a scrap a skeletonized version of the hero's story. You got a guy, yeah, and he do, isn't having a great day. The inciting incident is that his foot gets run over by a cab, but the cab happens to be driven by a very wealthy man who just who is also hiding while driving his cab so that he does nobody knows who he is. He wants to live a you know, a normal life or something right. like that. And then from there, you got hijinks. Right. Hijinks and soup. Right. You know? I, I they mean, used I, to call it high concept, where it was so what? simple, where it was so simple that you could describe it 
in one or two sentences, right? Um, uh, now it's been replaced with the, what's the elevator pitch? In other words, describe it to me in the length of time it takes to ride in an elevator for I think it's ten floors or something like that. Huh. It's it's something it's it's somewhere around that line. But so many of our greatest movies, you can't. You can do an elevator pitch. For example, if you did an elevator pitch for Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. okay, you would say, "Oh, hold it's on about- a sec, it's a terrible movie." <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's it's the story of a man who goes from idealism to, uh, uh, you know, it's basically the idea of a man who who starts off idealistic and then over over the course of his life he turns into he Maybe betrays bitter. everything that he once believed in. Right, mm-hmm. that would be the elevator pitch. Oh, speaking really of pitch, mm-hmm. yeah. I have been rejected by every single book agent. That is 60 of them. Have any of them provided you with any insight, or was it just thank you? A couple of them said it was too... No, the, most of, quite a few of them didn't even really say thank you. Okay. There was one guy who didn't even capitalize his letters. It was like he answered on the phone. <laughs> I am not interested. Oh, brother. But there um, were a couple of them that said what? It's too long. Oh, okay. And I'm like, what fucking sci-fi books are you reading? Who the fuck? Who the fuck is reading a less than 500 page sci-fi book? How do you tell a story, a sci-fi story, in less than 500 pages? Oh, did you see they're turning Foundation into a series? Oh, it looks good. <laughs> it looks good too. I'm gonna have to reread those ones now. Those are that's a lot of books too. That's a lot of it? books. It's that's a like lot 20 of books. books. Yeah. No, but that—that's the thing, though. It's like there. Some one of them was like, "Your word count is too high." I like—I like the concept. It's interesting, but this is this is way out of the range. No one's gonna take you. And I'm like, "Thanks." Like, yeah, okay. So I cut it down. I'm like, "Do you have okay?" What I want to write them back, but I—I don't want to like burn any bridges. I want to write back. So you're saying, I need to hire an editor, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money it costs for to to hire a fucking editor for oh, a sure. novel? Yeah. Okay. It is like ten dollars a page sometimes mm-hmm. for line editing as well as as well as consistency editing as well mm-hmm. as info info on how you can fix it. Ten dollars a page, six hundred pages. Yeah. Do you have six thousand fucking dollars? You fucking <coughs> piece of shit. Right. No. So that's the point in me trying to find an agent, because the publisher will provide me with an editor. Mm. Fucking douchebag. Mm. Oh well. Oh well. You're gonna have to self-publish again. No, I'm not doing that. You're not doing nobody it. Nobody bought it. Literally not. Well, I'm not. Mm. I mean, I appreciate the people who did buy it. The point is, it was like. I paid for promotions on Instagram, on Twitter, on on Facebook, on on Amazon, mm-hmm. and I ended up paying a thousand dollars more than I made selling the books because either one, it means that the book isn't good enough, which I need to know, or because person would buy it and then not re- recommend it or review it. It's like, how much money do people sell? Like, like for I, I don't know, like. Hunger Games. How much money was put into making that a hit? Mm-hmm. Did they did they have a ten million dollar budget? No. Is that really what happens? 
Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Well, anyway, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you make yourself sad? Well, I've already written three books now, and it's just like, should I keep bothering? I don't this, know what to edit out. What do you want me to edit out? What this, do you, what? What do I need to take out? Let me ask you a question. What's that? Does the writing of the book bring you joy? Only when I think about whether or not people will read it. That's the only, that's the otherwise, otherwise. But the I, act in and of itself doesn't actually, you don't no, find No, I like it. it. I like creating. That's not, oh. I, that, that does not, but that's not as full. Any motherfucker who, who just sits there and, oh, I wrote a book, but I don't care if nobody reads it because I found joy in just reading, <laughs> writing the, no motherfucker says that. They're sitting there <laughs> thinking, I'm going to be the next George R. R. Mighton. <laughs> I'm going to be the next, you know, to Frank Herbert. That's what they're thinking. They mm. want their book to be read by other people. So any motherfucker who sits there and goes, oh, I just have joy writing novels and not showing any, like, eat shit. That person, I would stab because it's intimate. <laughs> I wouldn't even shoot him. I'll fucking stab wait, him. Wait a minute. You'd stab a person who generally just took joy in the writing of something. And yes, no... because they're a better person than me, Jason. Don't <laughs> understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stab. I'd just Most probably the ignore write, them. Write, I'd probably be yeah. because it would make me joyless to hear a person actually say something like that. I'd be like, I am never speaking to you again. I cannot stand perennial. I don't happy understand people. you. I don't understand you. But you, you have to understand. Yeah, yeah. Your your best friend is like that. What? Me. You don't. Yeah, but I would read your shit. Of course you would. I appreciate it. But I, here's you, the you thing. You don't give me any shit. Here's here's the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I decided in my acting career long ago, a long time ago, that. I decided I really don't feel like moving to L.A. No matter how many of my drama teachers told me you need to move to L.A. because you could become a character actor there, you, you, you could get work, and enter that rat race that just basically sucks the joy out of something that I just find that I enjoy doing. And I didn't care how many people saw me doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I enjoyed it, and I guess we're never sing- talking again, Jason. <laughs> every <kidding>. single <laughs> stop it. Every single person that I talked to who had moved to LA and was trying to get work, all they talked about was the constant re- rejection, right? And mm-hmm. how it just gradually begins to suck the life out of them, and the only way that they can find joy in in acting or performing or even directing, is to do local theater in the Los Angeles area in their spare time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'll just cut out the middleman, and I'll just do local theater in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and that'll be it. And, you know, with these podcasts, I appreciate the success that I've had with the podcasts. Um, it has allowed me, allowed myself to express myself creatively. That, you know what? I have to tell you, I do appreciate that as well. No matter how few people listen to our podcast... This mm-hmm. this one in particular, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I really am. I really am. And that's that's kind of how I, I'm gonna approach it. If if something should happen where I could do something that could be seen by more people, I will only do it so long as I'm taking joy in the process. Because if I'm not having fun in the process, then why in the fuck am I doing it? 
right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's I, it kind of it sounds a little self-centered, but it's one of the things that I carry with me from theater. If the process isn't fun, why are you doing it, right? And well, that's no, I'm not I'm not I'm not joyless yet, but it's right. the amount of work that I put in learning how to do not only what I want. But mm-hmm. what other what what they what they want, and yeah. then being to, still being told, no, no, yeah. it's like, what do you? I, I it, okay. So this is actually part of the plot of one of the novels that I have on, on the back burner, which is, mm-hmm. what do you want? Do you want a lifetime story? Is that what you want every single fucking time? <laughs> like I, I know I, I'm ranting now, but that's fine because I that's think fine. people listen for that shit too. Is sure. this what you want? A young girl with blonde braids opens a goddamn cake cup cupcake shop, and inextricably she has money out of nowhere and has a job where she's an executive and has time that she can do this. She meets a handsome stranger at the place, and he doesn't mind. He doesn't seem good for her. But then she sees him saving a retarded boy from a car accident. And yeah, and then she does, now she likes him. And then from there, they go on. They go on many dates. And suddenly, after they decide they want to get married, she finds out he might be cheating. But then we find out it's a mistake and they get married and live happily ever after. Fuck you in the fucking ass. Somebody made that, directed Mm -hmm. that. Uh-uh. Not just one person. Nope. Hundreds of people, and it's sure. been made hundreds of times, yes. and it keeps getting put on Lifetime or Hallmark. That's their. That's the existence. Yeah. And some director is like, yes, yes, this is all I ever want to do. How about you fucking die? I hate you. I hate that there is space on TV right now that uh. could be for... There's a guy living in his... his in a big, cramped basement apartment in Wisconsin right now. I, I know he's listening. <laughs> Just like, I'm speaking to you, guy in Wisconsin in, in a basement, cramped basement apartment. Sure. He is writing a TV show that he thinks will never get made. And this is the thing. It won't get made because it's too fucking good. <laughs> yeah. That sure. is the exact reason. People want to watch what they expect, They what mm-hmm. they think is going to be really good. I I went I went like the the what's the first movie we talked about I went to it thinking this could be terrible I could hate it by the end yeah but it was only good because I know I know who wrote it mm. <laughs> I know who's directing mm. you know what I mean uh uh but I, I, you know what I mean like I I just the the idea that there are so many stories out there that no one is getting no one is getting uh you know recognition for. Which sure. they deserve. I'm sorry. I don't care. What got recognition these past these past three millennia? Fucking the Bible, the most recognizable book ever. Why? Because people are, ugh, ugh. It just <laughs> drives me crazy. No, me, there's more new stories. This there's will more. drive you insane. What? Oh no! Here it comes. I got my hands ready to cra- to rip my hair out and run away Neil like Homer Simpson. Is living. His artistic dreams. Who's that? Uh, you don't know who Neil Breen is? No, I'm sorry. He's made... He, okay, Probably so, because no one ever noticed him and brought him to the forefront so that I could see him and know who he is. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so Neil Breen is a real estate agent from Las Vegas. Okay. And he makes vanity project movies like Double Down and um, 
in inevitably in all of his movies, he's either a super genius that saves the entire world, <laughs> or he's guess. he's literally a messianic figure that has magic powers. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't okay. act. None of the none of the actors can act. They are some of the most ridiculous movies ever made. Ever. Mm-hmm. They're cheap. The special effects are terrible. Okay. And he doesn't release his films to the public. He sells them on his website. And if you get one, the title sometimes is written onto the the the, the label that he puts on them. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. But but I mean Red Letter Media has covered his movies. You know, a lot of people have a lot of the YouTube critics have covered his movies. He is not low-key famous. He's kind of very famous for being one of the worst filmmakers ever. But I will say this. Nobody is controlling what he puts in his films. What he has thought up in his weird alien brain is what winds up on the screen. And it's crazy bananas bad. You know, so bad that it's funny. You can't you can't help but watch it and just... It is some of the... It, he is so terrible. Just look... All you need to do is look him up once. You'll find clips galore on YouTube. Um, and as bad as he is, you know what? He's doing it his own way. And he may actually be certifiably crazy. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Like Tommy Wiseau. Um... He's more prolific than Tommy Wiseau because he's made like seven movies. And no, Tommy I, I Wiseau thought about doing that. Anything. I mean, I have a I have a friend who's been working in 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 film and making his own movies for about yeah. twenty years now. Well, he's probably an, he's an acquaintance at this point, but because I, I haven't seen him really physically mm-hmm. since a little after high school, but I know what he's doing because I'm still yeah. friends with him on Facebook, and he makes these. He used to make awful horror movies, and now he's moved into drama. He's worked with some some famous people, and mm-hmm. um, but he's just he's still his movies are getting you know local review, lo, you know uh, yeah. uh, county review, or uh, you know northeastern reviews that are uh, positive. Um, and I local film I think to myself, yeah. I, I think to myself, yeah, but that's what I need. But the only people I want to work with live so fucking far away. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to tell me, Jason, if you weren't living nearby, we couldn't at least make one movie. We write the script, we we, we do the storyboards, and then, you know, give it give the script to, you know, Steve, and he looks it over, you know, and mm-hmm. and then and then we, we all, we, we are the only actors in it. If we were we, all living on the same coast, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, we could easily do that. And I would, here's what I'm really good at, and I was good at it when I was doing theater, not to toot my own horn, but... I'm really good no, at writing. I'm really, I'm really good for writing for budget and what we can do, mm-hmm. and not. One of the biggest failings for a lot of films is they write things that they have no capability, like sci-fi or something like that. A lot of these low-budget filmmakers, and they become so bad, they're good because they. A lot of them are vanity projects. The people that they're writing for, they then cast themselves as the lead, and they never should. They never should be in front of a, ca- a camera performing, um, and they always write themselves up to the like be a big bad hero or whatever. And then they put in special effects in their script that they have no way of achieving. Right? I'm really good. It's like, okay, what do we have? Well, we have locations. Mm-hmm. We, we oh, in Massachusetts, have... you got tons oh, of sure. locations. 
Hey, guess what was film being filmed in, in Worcester just this past year? What? The new season of Dexter. Oh, was it really? Mm-hmm. He, and and uh, 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 Anthony... Uh, wait, no, it's, is it... I Not keep Anthony thinking Michael Anthony Hall. Michael Hall or or C. Thomas Howell, but there's like a mixture it's of... neither one of those guys, but, yeah, okay. but But it's like, if you hear the name, you'll be like, oh, okay, that guy. My yeah, I know Dexter. who you're talking about. He was yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay, and cool. they were filming a horror film at the now defunct uh, high school uh, in Uxbridge nearby. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a big production company too. I can't remember what the movie was, but it was mm-hmm. it was supposedly pretty big. So, but I could probably write a horror movie set in Massachusetts, so long as we had the set, the scouts. Because my big thing about what I've always prevailed is special effects don't make a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Special effects do not make a movie, and you can write a horror movie that isn't filled with jump scares, that can be riddled with tension, mm-hmm. um, and it can be successful. That's what the Blair Witch Project was. Mm-hmm. They had nothing. They had a few locations. $90,000 somehow yeah. turned into $250 million. That's right. That's right. Because mm-hmm. that whole movie is nothing but tension being built and built and built through the entire running time. Mm-hmm. Right, and, oh, and and I I'm sorry, but it was a lot of people didn't like it. I, it was perfect for the time, and it spawned this one of some of the worst movies ever. But it for its time, 1999. That was 99. It was another 99er. Yeah, just like Fight Club, just like sorry, American Beauty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just like just like uh, the Matrix. All of those groundbreaking end of the millennium films. Uh, Star Wars Episode One. I I mean. The, I'll I'm kill sorry. You. Okay, you'll kill me. But <laughs> the filmmaking, the not his filmmaking, but like what he was doing was definitely was definitely groundbreaking. Even though he lost every Academy Award to the Wachowski brothers. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the films were bad. What he was trying yeah. to do was new, but the films were bad. Yeah, poor Jake Lloyd. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, he didn't deserve what he got. Well, he was a little kid. That's why he didn't deserve it. You know who deserved right. shit for for that? George Lucas. George Lucas. Hey, he I cast, I, yeah. he cast the kid that couldn't act, and ugh, what were we gonna say? Oh uh, well, the the kid that didn't get chosen writes children's books now. Yeah, the kid that didn't get chosen. I actually saw his test footage, and he was great. Uh, there he was, was another great. one too. It was actually two. There was another one that that uh, an actor that actually still acts today. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. God damn it! It was a. Uh, Dig, uh, Anthony did not Degasino or something like that. He was like he was like nine. He still mm-hmm. acts to this day. Okay, oh, um, for him. But anyway, yeah, poor Jake Lloyd. He he all he did was just be a little kid, and they were like, of course he wanted to be in Star Wars. He's gonna say no, <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't think I want to be in one of the largest film film series ever made. And I, even I don't if want he that. did say it, his parents were like, "You're doing it anyway. Shut up, shut yeah. up, get out of there." Yeah, you're gonna have an action figure made out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Poor uh, Natalie Portman too. I mean, she was she continued being famous, but she was fine. That was the one that pushed her into you know pretty much star superstardom. Sure. Yeah. But she was and, fine. And then Moby started hitting on her. You know. What? This is actually a true thing. She Moby so started she, hitting on she when she was underage. Uh, no, she would have been eighteen when the well, she, well, she would have been seventeen when they were filming. Eighteen, she was my age. She's my age. That's the only reason I'm mentioning her again. She's my age. Um, and uh, once she was done with filming and it was put on and she's famous, anyway, 
she went to Harvard University, not far from me. Um, uh, and while she was there, uh, apparently Moby thought that he was in a uh, consensual relationship. This was not sexual, as far as I knew. Uh, he what? thought that he was in a. He, that he thought that she was his girlfriend. And later, just just recently, she posted it like a. a, a she um, in an interview, she was like, "No, we were not in a relationship as much as it was a creepy old man following me around the Harvard oh. campus and hitting on me." And then trying to sleep in my bedroom. He, I was never Wait, his girlfriend. Moby was is my age. Yeah. So when this was happening, he was only he was 10, ten years older than her. But she she didn't like it. That's well, not, no, of that's course not so I much the like point. Is the fact that she didn't like it. I mean, it is. Moby. She, but her but she went you know but her tw- her eighteen to twenty year old self was saying this is a creepy old man. Good for her. Trying to yeah, and uh, she was like he was never my boyfriend ever. <laughs> like. And he's like, oh, well, that, that's because that's what he was saying. He was like, yeah, I dated her for a little while. And she was like, uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. How did they know each other? Just a second. Know. He's famous. Yeah. She's famous. Everybody. Everybody. Hmm. We're all really, we're really low on cat food. I will get more cat food. That's right. I'm dragging you into the show. Why? Because I want to. Hey, Crystal. No, no, that's that's Alora. Oh, it's say oh, I couldn't, I couldn't see. Uh, she shut. She, no, she didn't say hi. She's shutting the door, or she's she, trying to. Wait, wait, wait. So she's not capable of just borrowing the car and going get it, get cat food. No. No. Why not? No. She doesn't have a driver's license. Why? Most kids her age don't. She's twenty-three. I know. What the I f? Know. The My M- son doesn't have a car. He still has his driver's license. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're you live in a place where if you want to go anywhere, you have. Oh, to that's drive. true. You you live. You, she could literally walk. Well, yeah, but you know what else she can do, Jason? Hmm. She can walk down the fucking street and go buy some goddamn cat food. <laughs> it's a little far. It is a little far. Shut up. <laughs> where we lived before, where we lived before, everything was walking distance, like the oh, grocery store, okay. the mall, Bart. Everything was really close together. Oh, wow. I really want to live close to Bart. That sounds like a lovely thing. <laughs> well, it is when you have to commute every day. You God damn it. Ugh. I know. Huh? <laughs> I said, I know, but we still got to make fun of you for having me use it. <laughs> Whatever. I don't anymore. I work from home. You know that. Mm. I My commute no, now is... Yeah, that's right. when, when was the last time you used Bart? Two weeks ago. Okay. And what was it like? Terrible. Oh, I didn't miss it, happened. and I knew it was going to be was, a bad one. Was I got there around. an old woman singing singing tralala with all throwing feces at the walls? Thankfully, <laughs> I didn't have any of that crap because, uh, okay. um, mainly because you get that off-peak hours usually. Usually, so three a.m. Where you have some <laughs> wait, wait. guy openly shitting in his chair. And Ext establishing shot in, in night. Bart. <laughs> The train is filled with crazies. It's filled with, you know, heroin addicts. Camera on. And camera on. Jason Harding. Um. Jason has his face buried in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> to, to avoid the sight of a woman throwing feces. <laughs> you, get, you get used to it after a while. You don't... You no longer react. I mean, plenty of homeless people still sleeping on it. Yeah. But, uh... Again, yeah. I, I am not punching down at homeless people, but sometimes... 
Sometimes they do funny shit. No, they do funny. No, please do a rant on homeless people. (laughs) Oh no, no, no! See, I think that we should make beds and pods for homeless people. Oh, we should convert malls into places where into homeless shelters. We should give people places to live until they get on their feet. There's no money in it. We live in the United States. There's no money in that. Wouldn't you want more consumers? Fucking Jeff Bezos, wouldn't you want more consumers, you twat toboggan? They don't look... (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to say this out loud. I wanted one of those rockets to explode. Even the one with Shatner Shatner in it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I I was on Reddit the other day and I looked at the top top, uh, post for the day. It was him with a card that said, suck it, Picard. (laughs) Because <laughs> on on when he was up in space, and I was like, damn I, straight. I, I literally was was downvoted to shit for saying it should have been Picard. No, I don't care. No. Fuck. Sorry. You know what? Sorry. Fuck them both. You know who should be going <laughs> into space? Who? Someone who's gonna die. Like Make a Wish. I mean it. Well, I think that if I think, yeah, you know what? No, do it now. Don't send if, the. If if somebody's gonna sit there and say, "Oh, well, they're not well enough to go up," you know who else isn't well enough to go in space? A ninety-year-old fucking man. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's like a you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, or send Picard because he's awesome and Kirk sucks. <laughs> no, no, I love Kirk. Fuck Picard. No, he is he is endearing. He is definitely charismatic, and I enjoyed his episodes. But I want I'm I'm I grew up with Patrick Stewart. He still I know gives you me a boner. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> and either, both of them can take a back seat to um to Cisco as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I liked Cisco, but I I just I couldn't get into him. Yeah. In real life he is such a weirdo. Is he? What does yeah. he do? Does he like does he like I don't know, eat his boogers in public or something? No, <laughs> I mean he's like a jazz musician. Okay. And he's very uh I'm a jazz musician too. <laughs> He's he's what you would expect from a, a, a really stoned jazz musician when he speaks. He's he he brings up you like don't the do cosmos. black voice, Jason. Don't do huh? black I'm not gonna I would never. I would never Just wait do until that. I do it and then you can blame me. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well we didn't do black voice. We weren't when we did uh Shaq. We weren't we weren't doing black voice. He just sounds funny. That's all. Hi, I'm Shaq, and I'm okay. And he's still <laughs> selling shit. Oh, I'm Shaq, and a year ago, no woman would touch my butthole. Now, thanks to the <laughs> lickety split. <laughs> I'm Shaq for the lickety split. I'm using it right now. That's why my eyes are crossed. <laughs> God damn, it feels so good. That live cow tongue <laughs> attachment is the best ever. <laughs> ben can use it. It ain't gay. And then it sets the becomes the. It, that's becomes the. the ben can use it. becomes the gay. catchphrase for the lickety split. Lickety split. It ain't gay. <laughs> Just remember to switch attachments between you and your wife so she don't get your butthole juice in her pussy juice. I don't know why she uses. She don't got no prostate. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh man. 
I mean, that can't. We have to. We have to get into some X-rated material, or it's not this show. It's not. But in all honesty, wait, wait, wait. I, okay, so here's a question that's a little off topic. Yes. What is the most X-rated thing you think we've said on this show? I have no idea. Like I've You've gone said back it, and I'll listen to random episodes for fun, <laughs> and I think I honestly think the creation of the lickety split was probably the worst thing that, that we've got ever close, invented. But I mean, you've described some certain things that you've done in your past that were pretty, that were relatively X-rated in nature. I think. But what the most disgusting X-rated? Like it's some guy having a foreskin <laughs> that he didn't wash and wash, and it tasted like. Tasted like salty fish is not okay. You're saying that's not, that not disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but that is not that. That's pretty tame in comparison to some. I had to have said something worse. I had yeah, to but have. It's all become just this. It's just become this blur. <laughs> what have punctuated I been doing for the by... past eight years? <laughs> <laughs> punctuated by some truly awful things said by both of us. But I sincerely want to sit down with a woman who has had butt sex. <laughs> and go, no, seriously, does it feel good, or did you just not want to get pregnant by that guy? Well, this is the thing. The anal wall actually does get same some pleasure. Like, when you take a dump, it feels good. It's not just because the prostate's there. Like, the anal wall actually is sensitive to touch. That totally, that totally is up to the dump, That if it feels good or not. Oh, releasing any dump. Feels good, no, Jason. I well, sure, but then there's that you know where it feels like you're crowning, and the thing that's coming out has like a diamond head on it, and it's just tearing your butthole apart. It's all crumbly, like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> In all honesty, a few weeks ago, that's exactly what was happening. I was like sitting on that toilet for like hours, and I'm like, please just just come out. I wanted to jam my finger in it there and was... break it apart. Uh, a few weeks <laughs> you wanted to break it apart with you I've done that because I've just been like fuck it fuck it I, it won't come out and I'm just like fuck you anatomy you're not <laughs> staying this way you know what I am you, you've seen me I get so upset when my body doesn't just do what I want it to do yeah, if I'm hiccuping true. I will pound on my chest and go fuck you hiccups. you are I in hate for you. a lifetime of misery as you know but if i feel like you ever have that feeling like there's a piece there's some food that you ate that is stuck in a part of your intestines you can feel Never. it. It's like, and well, I get this. I get that sometimes, where it's like it's stuck there and it won't move, and all you're doing is farting around it. I will sit there and rub on my stomach, and like I'm not, I'm like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this all fucking day. I'm not listening to you gurgle. You're just gonna fucking push the poop out. Like I'll actually talk to myself like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have felt the emergency evacuation feeling, where you just where suddenly you can have to feel take a dump. <laughs> your body going get this the fuck out of here and oh, you can oh. feel all of your intestines just contract as it goes down the line and you're like i've got i've got about maybe five a seconds few se- before five seconds to get to the bathroom <laughs> because it ain't stopping once it gets to the once it gets to the gate it's going right through it. and you can feel it you can feel it <laughs> contract we're on the As poop train, the poop train, it's the poop train, ha <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, my, my favorite, not favorite, my favorite worst thing is uh, when you've eaten something with hot sauce and it's still hot coming out. That's never happened to me. Oh my, my God. neutralizes, yeah. No, it doesn't. I, I, well, like if I eat hot sauce and the, on the other end it's burning butthole, it's burning butthole poop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like somebody put hot sauce on my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> 
There were a couple of times I ate this flavor of cheese and it came out. What? And, 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 no, it didn't come out. So, like with my poop, it, it was like yeah. it was like it was like a jalapeno cheese, and I felt I felt it on the way out. It was like it was like this is fire. <laughs> this is I'm just pooping fire now. My my oh, worst man. one is is when you think you're done and you stand up and your body's like no, there's still more. And you're like, God damn it! And you have to sit back down again, my, and like my, bar- oh, the barely thing. anything comes out. Didn't we do what? this two weeks ago? We talked about so. the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> no, that was you talking about it two weeks ago right. at the Chinese restaurant. Um, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh well. Um, nope, I can't, can't remember. You can't remember, Grandpa? It's okay. No, but what were you? <laughs> what were you saying just before? I don't remember either because I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a poop. That, oh, oh, my, my, the worst, the worst, the absolute worst is when you go to the urinal to pee, empty out your bladder, and then your body's yes. like, now I have to poop. And you're like, no, yeah, I'm leaving. And it's like, nah, you have to poop. <laughs> I do hate having, because you have no choice, having to clean a toilet in a public restroom. Oh no! I leave it. it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> before using it, not afterwards. I've never. Oh, before left using it. it. Oh my god! Eric has sent me when he worked at Walmart, and the hours no. that he wasn't, in the hours that he wasn't no. doing that that uh, ticket checking shit. Sometimes they would make him clean toilets, and he would send me a photo. He's like, "Like, look what somebody did today," and it's literally no. like they left their shitty uh, pants with underwear on the floor, and. They they literally smeared shit all over the walls and all over the seats like they were finger painting and and he's like he's like guess what I have to clean up and I'm like that uh, and too bad I can't send him some of the pictures that I've had to, that I wish I could have taken. Speaking of Walmart, I saw a guy um, literally try to sneak past the vest guy who who checks your receipt. You can walk past him. You're allowed to. Yeah, but he was carrying two bags of, of groceries. He brought in his own bags. Mm-hmm. He didn't go through the check-through, and he just bolted straight past him. And they were like, get him. And then he, like, ducked to the side and jumped onto a, a BMX bike. Not a, you know. <laughs> like not a, like a fucking... Not, like with a, a, not with an engine. Like a BMX bike, like yeah, at the yeah. end of E.T. Yeah, and yeah. He's, and he's, you know, trying to get away. And someone should have told him, those aren't made for speed. Those are made for doing, you know, going up hills, down hills, you know, mm-hmm. jumps, stuff like that. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. And me and my son were like, oh, well, looks like he got away. He he did not get away. <laughs> what happened? By the time we got settled, we pulled out of the parking lot, and there he was, and the cops had him, and the BMX bike was up on the thing, and and it's like, you're, you did not plan that well. I don't know why you thought you could do that. See, what bothers me is... I don't care about Walmart's loss prevention. Let him steal it. If he can get away with it, let him have it. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, he's obviously starving and needs food, so what the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, my son works retail, and people steal from his store all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. all the time. And it's routinely like a homeless person coming in, grabbing something, and they're instructed, don't chase after them. Yeah. You know, try to try to get it back if you can, but don't chase after them, don't tackle them to the ground, don't do any of that shit, because the people can turn around and sue, even though they're ste- even though they're stealing. No, see, can, that's just you know, it. I just let them have it. <laughs> and the other part of it is, is that if they get injured on the job, they you know, 
They're to do workers' comp and a whole bunch of other stuff, so just don't do it. It's not worth it. Oh, no. Um, People getting free money? That stinks. Well, I'm so sad for that giant billion-dollar corporation. Oh, no. How sad they don't <laughs> get to have five yachts this year. They only get to have four yachts this year. Mm-hmm. And their children don't get to go to a billion-dollar private school where they teach them how to retread tires. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they don't go to school to learn. They go to school to pass time so that they say that they went to that school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get a they get a worthless degree because they learned zero. Mm-hmm. Their parents paid for their grades. And then except for George W. George, or, or the last George Bush, his his grades were actual. It was like C D C D the occasional yeah. B, the occasional <laughs> B. Well, that's because his dad had some smattering of principles, mm-hmm. and he didn't think of. he didn't think George W. was going to mount anything. Oh, look! So what does think... that say about what does that say about the father's presidency? If the stupid son could, I, I think I've said this before on the show. I would have given I would have given a pinky toe to have him replace Donald Trump those past four years. <laughs> Do it, the son board Bush. I would be like, oh, did we have have George W. back? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. swap him with, just instead of Trump, just all of a sudden, you know, Mandela effect the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's George, for some reason, he can have a third term. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Yep, so we had a, we had an eight-year break with Obama, and then he just came back. You miss me? If I mean, come on. Hoobly, 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 who? Like, he can't talk anymore. We just have, we just, hoobly, who? Yeah, and he no longer speaks English. He's gone so, so bananas. He comes out and he goes, hoobly, hoobly, and then he shows one of his paintings. And everyone goes, you know, he's remarkably good for someone who's never taken, you know, an art He's class. also a remarkably better human being than the, who was that guy again? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. We threw him into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> No, we put him in the oubliette. Uh, the oubliette? Yeah. It's where you put someone when you don't... What is it? Where you, don't, you don't you want, want, them, you want to forget them. <laughs> Those exist in many other stories, though. <laughs> we gotta stop the show now. Oh, do we? That stinks. Yeah, we got. We gotta stop the show. We made our quota. We talked about movies. How? Oh, you wait, gotta... how, 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 what? I don't know my time. It's actually in beats for some goddamn dumb reason. You got, you got upset. We're more than an hour. We're at hour ten. Oh, okay. Well, you got, that's good. You got upset. We talked a little bit about politics. We talked about poop. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Okay. In. Three, two, one. Penis. The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.